Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. Ding. All right, that one looks, looks good. good. Yep. Excellent. It looks good. I know, where do I get in this whole um, soundboard check? And I know. It's like, if you don't touch anything <laughs> and just place it back into the the box don't touch any knobs so i'm looking at this mixer here let's see four one two three four at least 40 different knobs and lots of plug-in spots yes i it it looks like i could probably have easily um a dozen people on the microphone and and, and Jay, thank goodness he's here if we need him, but we haven't needed him in a while to I figure know, out this. So, I know. You know, I just move things around, and but I will say when I hear back some of these things, I've got this sound. Um, so I might need to get a screen or the big fuzzy oh, muzzle yes, I know covers. what you're talking about. <laughs> so, and, it, and I feel the same on this side, working the, the laptop and the Audacity program. Oh, yeah. Because there was an update that was due, and I finally did it, and then I couldn't find something, and I, I panicked updates. because it, it looks different. Yeah. And when it, oh, yeah. please quit messing around my... My, I'm already confused. Don't I know. make me more confused. And there's so many things to do. I know that I could probably greatly improve but I've, whatever's working right now, I don't want to mess yes, anything up. Exactly. So. so I did an update on my phone. It was a forced update, and I did the update. I had all of these old uh, text messages from from parents. I'm like, I promise you, I'm not a deadbeat, but I I just had a whole slew of old text messages that I never received that appeared on my update they just like came all in at once i every time i do an update there's something like that that's that's, really weird it is weird so i'm um i think it's time for a new phone i may actually jump over to iphone because i really like the idea of that heart monitor Mm -hmm. on on your wrist Mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool yeah so november Yes. Diabetes Awareness Month. Yes. Wow. So you, two years ago, maybe even a year ago, knew nothing mm. about diabetes. Now that I'm a diabetic, I feel like that's what I pay attention to now. So, so it's, type 1 and type 2. So what's the difference? Okay, so there are a few different <laughs> forms of diabetes. Type 1, type 2, uh, gestational diabetes, which is mm. with pregnancy. Um, and then some people categorize pre-diabetes as a type of diabetes. That would just mean high blood sugar, even though you're not officially a diabetic. And then there are some others. There's like a type 3 that would have to do with Alzheimer's, things like that. Mm. It's some kind of link. And Oh, wow. There's, there's others as well that aren't really um, recognized and some that are that are really never talked about. But the main two, type 1, type 2, and they're... In my opinion, totally different diseases. Mm, it should, absolutely. shouldn't even be called the same thing, right? honestly, because it's confusing. So when most people think of diabetes, they probably think of type 2. Right. Type 2 is more of a lifestyle-related um, disease. Right. Having to do with your, your diet and your exercise. Or lack thereof. Or lack of exercise and your poor diet choices, usually. Um, and it... As long as you're 
and it's 100% reversible. Yep. And so instead of teaching people how to reverse it, a lot of times it's just, here's the drugs, live your lifestyle, continuing, whatever. But eventually your pancreas, I think when you're diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, your pancreas is already about 50%. Of those beta cells are, are gone. Wow. And so you do produce insulin. You just don't. Um, you have what's called insulin resistance. And what that is, insulin, and this is how I understand it best, insulin is produced by your pancreas and is in your bloodstream. So when you eat food in, in the form of sugar, Sugar needs to get into these cells in your body for energy. Insulin is like the key that opens the doors to the cells to let the glucose in. So when you have type 2 diabetes, you have what's called insulin resistance, which means all of your keys are not working. Mm. So maybe, let's say, 50% of the keys work. So only 50% of the doors opening for your glucose to go in to get energy. So you do build up some sugar in your bloodstream, which which increases your blood sugar. So... If you add more insulin to your, if you add more insulin to your body, then you're adding more keys, so you're more likely for your cell doors to open and your mm. glucose to go inside. So it's supplementing your insulin production because half of your insulin may be not working correctly. So does that make sense? It does. So your body actually starts to produce more insulin, it, it, like before you start getting insulin, your body will produce more insulin than you need hoping that more keys will open doors. So it just is overproducing insulin. Eventually your beta cells do get tired and, and they commit suicide. Wow. I think it's called beta cell suicide where they just give up. So eventually you would be 100% insulin dependent. Totally reversible as long as you don't kill all your beta cells off. All you have to do is change your diet and your lifestyle. Right. And that's it. And you have found great luck at controlling your diabetes by going to... Um, vegan. Yes. So yes. it's more, yes, more, mostly vegan. Every now and then I'll have a little bit of cheese or something like that. Most of the time, whole food kind of diet, plant-based diet, low fat, uh, lots of fruits and vegetables, and it can even be high carb. And as long as you don't have high fat, you can process the carbs totally fine. It's actually reduced my insulin by almost 50%. So controversial statement the diet that americans have like breakfast Mm -hmm. i sit there and you know i'm i'm looking at the breakfast cereals and i'm going to like the grown-up cereals like the special k's and the the ones that just even look like they're they're i mean it, it looks so healthy and then i'm looking at the carbs on kind of the adult breakfast cereal, you would do better going to Frosted Flakes or Fruit Loops. Mm -hmm. There's actually more carbs in what looks like the healthier cereal. And that's just cereal. It's like, do you suppose that the food industry um, is somehow linked to our pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> Absolutely. It, because if we can fill your diet with stuff that will sh- cause your body to break down and, mm-hmm. and shut down and, and, you know, parts of our bodies are committing suicide because they're overworked. 
Um, so you become, I look at my husband, my husband is a type two and it is because of diet and exercise or lack thereof. And, but you look at all the medications he's on. He's on medication. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, he's taking several different types for various different reasons. And it's like, you're giving a drink to an alcoholic it's like our society is, and I'd always heard shop the the outer edge mm-hmm. of where your fruits, your vegetables, your lean meats, your, it's like shop the edge of the, the perimeter of the store, the perimeter of the store, not what's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's like probably 90% of what's in a grocery store is going to cause if if left unchecked diabetes in the majority of americans yeah it's it's rapidly growing and and again it's type two if you could change your diet and and if if you know someone that is pre-diabetic they could easily reverse that really quick Mm -hmm. i mean just by changing their their diet alone Mm -hmm. i mean you wouldn't even have to exercise them again just change your diet right and Instead of encouraging people to change their diet, change their exercise, you know, change their routine up, they just put a patch on it. Here's some drugs. Continue doing what you're doing. Right. And later when you need more drugs, we're here for you. You know, here's more drugs because you eventually do need more and more insulin. So if the healthcare system was truly about health, they would show, because that's what doctors say. Oh, well, looks like you need to eat right and exercise okay, kind of show me what that looks like. What, what are we talking? Well, you really should be required to, to try that route before you're just given drugs. Right. I mean, I, I absolutely do. And the problem with diabetics is there are other medications that diabetics typically have to take in addition to metformin or insulin. Right. You know, that, well, because I get letters in the mail all the time. Oh, because you're a diabetic, we recommend this medication because most diabetics are on that kind of medication. And it's very frustrating because I don't want to be your typical diabetic. Right. I don't want to take anything. Yeah. You were sharing some stories about how you were going to like some diabetic training. Like yes. A, yeah. So I'll tell you about that. Um, let me tell you what type one is. Yes, I'm first. sorry. No, yeah. that's fine. Just so that <laughs> when so when I start talking about the the education class that I went to, so that's the type two diet lifestyle, right? One hundred percent. So a type one diabetic is is more hereditary. You your your body produces zero insulin, where a type two produces too much insulin. Mm. A type one produces zero insulin. Wow. So you are dependent on insulin in order to survive. And this is a hereditary thing. You have antibodies for type one diabetes. If you have someone that in the family that has type one, then there's a good chance you might have that same antibody for type one diabetes. You can go in and get a blood test done and they can determine if you have that antibody. So if you have it, that doesn't mean you're going to develop it, but you could develop it. And typically type one is triggered by a virus. Like if you Mm. were to get a virus, a cold, some kind of, and that's why most children, and they used to call type one diabetes. um, Like juvenile. Juvenile diabetes. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Because mostly it was juveniles that would get it because they, you know, kids get sick. They get viruses. It triggers the disease. And then they have type 1 diabetes. I had no idea. So that's why it's juvenile diabetes. So they do have adults that get it. And they call these latent. I think latent. And that mean late. 
last time. Oh, yeah, that does sound right. And so if you're an adult that gets type 1 diabetes, they call you a Latin diabetic. But now it's just type 1, I think, for the most part. So you can have type 1, no insulin, type 2, too much insulin produced. So in in essence, and and very generic, type 1 is not your fault. Type 2, it's your fault. Yes. 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 (laughs) It's like you've done something to yourself. Right. To make that happen. Correct. Okay. Because your body's just producing way too much insulin trying to keep up with your body. Right. So I am actually neither one of those. And I can talk about my story later. I produce zero insulin, but I also don't have antibodies for type 1. So there are people who have injuries to their pancreas, trauma to their pancreas. If you were in an accident and had to have your pancreas removed, then you would produce no insulin. So you would be technically a type 1, but you don't have the antibodies. That's not, you know, that's not the same thing. It's like it needs its own category. Right. And there are some categories. I think some people call it type 3C. I've also been categorized as a brittle diabetic, which means my blood sugar swings go crazy. Like I could be really, really high and then be really, really low in a matter of less than an hour and then be back high again. So it's almost like your whiplash of your brain. Right. I mean, it truly is. It's exhausting. I have to manage it really, really tightly to try and keep those swings as minimal as possible because having those swings back and forth gives you migraines, makes you sweat, makes you have chills. It's, it's just very life-altering. Mm. It's, it's kind of a mess. But I can talk more about you know my actual situation as well. But let me go back to the diet education class because when I was diagnosed in March of 2021, so I've only been a diabetic now for... What, 18 months, yeah, maybe? year and a half. I was recommended to go to the diabetic education class, which was very eye-opening because most of those people in there were type 2. We had to get up and exercise, and literally we were marching in place, and there were people that had to sit down. Wow. Yeah, they don't know what kind of workout person you are. It was very frustrating. I finally told her, I was like, I, you know, I don't. I'm not getting anything out of this. So they've ended up having me in a separate class by myself, like an individual one-on-one consultation, because it was very frustrating. I mean, there was one lady in there who was a type 2 diabetic and didn't even have a blood glucose meter. She had not been taking any medication. I don't don't even know. I I don't get that. It's like amazing that she's alive. Right. And there are so many risk factors for diabetics. I mean, you have a higher risk of heart disease, kidney, liver issues, you know, you have neuropathy, you have amputations, you you lose your eyesight. Right. It's not something to mess around with. Yep. So one, there was one thing that you, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but you were kind of frustrated by one of your doctors because you were trying to keep your numbers in a certain area, like the ideal place where your numbers should be. And she, she I think it was a she, she was like, eh, kind of like you're close enough. Right. And I, I think that for most people who are diabetic, I know there's more people like me as well, but, you know, they're just going to coast through. And I don't want to deal with health issues on the other end. I know I'm older and that's a late diagnosis and I have time, but I don't want to deal. I don't want to even have to think about those choices. When I die, I want to be able to die of natural causes, not because I was a diabetic. Right. Um, And so she likes to have my numbers higher, 150, 180. And I don't think that's good. I personally feel like keeping it somewhere around 100. I think the typical 
person that was not diabetic, I think their blood sugar would be 83. Mm-hmm. And so I have my glucose monitor set between 70 and 130. So if it gets to be below 70 and my alarm goes off and I need to bring my sugar up, and if it gets to be above 130, then I work on bringing it back down. So I like to keep it somewhere around that that area. It's For her, it's a little bit too low, but you know I'm sure people... I feel like I'm on top of it all the time. And I want to make sure that I keep my number at a good level. But yeah, so she, I I think it's just what they're used to. And she even said once, we just, I don't have people who want to control their diabetic Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, well, and that's that's what I love about, and maybe that's why this has happened to you, is so you can educate all of us who are, are kind of doing it wrong. I know I'm doing it wrong. I guarantee you I am a pre-diabetic. I, I, I test my blood sugar not, I wouldn't even say once a week, but certainly once or twice a month um, just because of Scott's because I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. And I am always right there at 98, 99, 100. Um, and it frustrates Scott so much because um, he he's not there and he's got all this medication and but that our bodies are different he and i could eat the same thing but it just doesn't affect me because my pancreas is doing what it's supposed Mm -hmm. to do today but it may not be and i um and even though and we have a i I call our family mutts (laughs) we are we're there are no thoroughbreds in our family it's like everybody lives to a hundred or you know close to it and very minimal health problems we don't have any diseases that run in our family and it's and i call it mutt because it's the purebred dogs that die right they have a shorter lifespan because of the way they're bred and um the mutts will live forever (laughs) so and and that's what i in it's crazy it's like everybody in my family both sides overweight um but they live forever without any problems. And it's it's just the luck of genetics. But they're monkeying around with stuff. Mm-hmm. Our food supply has got tons of different chemicals in it. Um, there's this famous picture where somebody's wearing a full body, like, hazmat suit with the, the true full-blown respirator. And they're spraying our vegetables that gets farmed and shipped off to to the grocery stores it's like they're spraying stuff on our food that is dangerous to the person applying it and and we're going to eat it and we're going to eat it Mm -hmm. and i've even heard and this is what scares me is that organic food that you can't trust the organic label anymore yeah it's it's just going to be hard. You're just going to have to. There are certain foods. I think it's called. Is it called the dirty dozen? Maybe we've talked oh, about this yeah, before. Yeah. That you know you should avoid or buy organic when you can, and then the cleans. Uh, is it? I don't think is it clean sixteen or is it? I can't, oh, I think so. Is it the clean sixteen? I think so. So yeah, you're just going to have to do the best that you can with what we have to work with. I know when I left the hospital, I, the diet that they had me on, which was a diabetic diet was not a diabetic. I would not even have eaten that 
on a normal day-to-day basis. It was like a biscuit with gravy and then you spaghetti. You There was like a cookie and a muffin. And I'm thinking, this is not the meal you should and be feeling, feeding that, someone who is a diabetic. And that's the hospital. That was the hospital. And, and again, it's not, it's going by what, what is that called? The American, the cat, the diabetic, what is that? It's the health association right. that. It's what they recommend. I mean, they're, and maybe that's typical for most American diets. And maybe that is low carb for most people. But that is not what a diabetic should be eating. And even if you're going to choose to eat low carb, that's not low carb. Oh, not even close. No. And so there are different ways you can manage your di- diabetes. A lot of people do eat low carb, kind of a keto style diet, lots of meats and cheeses and low carb kind of things. And I did do that for a while. However, for me, when I eat red meat or if I eat fat, like any kind of fat or dairy products, being a diabetic, you're just a case study of one. I mean, you really, truly have to find what works for you. And for some people, it takes years and it's very frustrating trying to figure out what works for you. But I noticed eating red meat, I would have spikes at night. If I eat something that's really high in fat during the day, I will have spikes at night. And I don't know if it's just the slow release of or changing over from fats into car. I don't know how that works or how my body processes it, but I know that it does spike me at night. I have a book called Mastering Diabetes, and it's by a couple of guys. They are both diabetics. They're both type 1, both very smart guys, went back to school to study the human body and nutrition. They're now whole food plant-based diet, and they eat on the range of, I want to say, hundreds of carbs a day in fruits and vegetables. Wow. And their insulin use is less than mine. And I I have fairly minimal insulin use. It's probably around 30 units a day at the max. Wow. Unless I eat poorly. And I've even, it's even been as low as maybe 22, 23 units a day of insulin. Wow. So if you don't eat a lot of fat and you don't eat the animal and dairy products, then you could eat a high carb diet and be able to manage your insulin. Can you have potatoes? I can. Yeah. If I don't eat the fats. Right. So this is this is what Scott and Scott made dinner last night, and it's such a simple little thing. Um, he cut up red potatoes, cut up onions, red onions, mm-hmm. and um, carrots, and not the baby carrots, like the good mm-hmm. long raw looking yep. carrots. Those little baby carrots i don't like those they're slimy yeah to me it that does not look real that looks like it was made in a lab i had a friend tell me that those baby carrots are soaked in something and i have to i have to look that up and i know who it was so maybe i can contact and ask them but she's like never use the baby carrots in a bag okay so i am all about the real carrots that are you know the dirty looking carrots that no one wants to wash off yep and that's what we did last night and he um he tossed in olive oil and we added like garlic salt and pepper and some of that bojangles seasoned salt type stuff okay yeah so good and that's it Mm -hmm. no meat and it was plenty and it was good Mm -hmm. and it's like my body is, as I get older, I, 
it, it's rejecting some of the stuff that I have eaten all my life and is it's it's kind of moving in that Craving direction. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I will say I don't miss meat. I haven't had meat since maybe, I don't know. Summer, wasn't it? February. Okay. I think it's been February. It seemed like there was one thing that I tried, but I just, I never have been a big meat eater anyway. And I've been vegetarian a few times in my life and just kind of gone back and forth. But I don't love meat. And if I cook it, I can't eat it because I can't see it. And then it's just something kind of yeah. weird. But I don't miss it. And I love fruits and vegetables. And yeah. I would eat that any day. Yeah. That's just how I am personally. So it works out. It, yeah, it's awesome. Well, I have already received an education because, um, I mean, I knew type 1 and type 2. I did not know about all these others. And I, I agree with you. I think there needs to be one that is caused from injury, mm-hmm. um, whether... And injuries come in all different shapes. The one that you were talking about was um, someone who was stabbed mm-hmm. in the pancreas right. and, and and killed it. And then there's other ways to kill the pancreas. Right. And same with my uh, father-in-law. He, he was misdiagnosed um, by an army doctor. And the treatment for that misdiagnosis caused his pancreas to shut down. And so he's called a type 1 diabetic, but... They just don't know. So if, if you're not a type 2, then they categorize you as a type 1. Right. There's a lot of people out there that are misdiagnosed. You're, you're not truly a type 1. And you can get that blood work done. In fact, when I left the hospital, I assumed I was type 1. I think the hospital assumed I was type 1. It wasn't until I went to see my endocrinologist when she's like, you're not a type 1. Mm. So. Yeah. And I love how your doctors, um, for the most part, they love the research because you being a scientist and uh, an engineer um, by trade that you have been able to to research this because you're this is you this is how you're going to be around for your children and potential grandchildren is to take care of yourself and even though you did not do this to yourself you're going to make the best of it and the the research and I love how one of your doctors was like can I get a copy of your research? Because, I mean, wow, most people just take a pill and you're not going to be one of those. No. You're going to go and get to the root cause and you're going to fix it. And that's what's so inspirational to watch. And oh, I got to get on board. I really do. I Enough is enough. And I, I've said that a thousand times on this podcast, but I know you're starting December 6th, right? Yes, yes. Yes. So I need to have my own, my own plan. Of course, it's the month of holidays. Ugh. Start before the first of the year. So when the first of the year comes around, you're already there. Yep. There's no, that's the thing. Quit with this. January 1st is when I'm going to do it. No. It's December 6th, everybody. Yeah. December 6th. <laughs> it's probably, we, this probably won't, will air after December probably, 6th. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So that's all right. But um, I can't wait to hear the rest of your story. It's, um, it's coming. Yep. Stay tuned. Sometimes we succeed in life. Sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.